Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Solemnity of the Apostles, Saints Peter and Paul. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and and on on earth peace to people of goodwill. We We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who on the solemnity of the Apostles, Peter and Paul, give us the noble and holy joy of this day, grant, we pray, that your Church may in all things follow the teaching of those through whom she received the beginnings of right religion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. King Herod started persecuting certain members of the church. He beheaded James, the brother of John, and when he saw that this pleased the Jews, he decided to arrest Peter as well. This was during the days of unleavened bread, and he put Peter in prison assigning four squads of four soldiers, each to guard him in turns. Herod meant to try Peter in public after the end of Passover week. All the time Peter was under guard, the church prayed to God for him unremittingly. On the night before Herod was to try him, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, fastened with double chains, while guards kept watch at the main entrance to the prison. Then suddenly, the angel of the Lord stood there and the cell was filled with light. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him. Get up, he said. Hurry. And the chains fell from his hands. The angel then said, Put on your belt and sandals. After he had done this, the angel next said, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Peter followed him, but had no idea that what the angel did was all happening in reality. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed through two guard posts, one after the other, and reached the iron gate leading to the city. 
This opened of its own accord. They went through it and had walked the whole length of one street, when suddenly the angel left him. It was only then that Peter came to himself. Now I know it is all true, he said. The Lord really did send his angel and has saved me from Herod, and from all that the Jewish people were so certain would happen to me. The Word of the Lord Thanks be to God. The Lord set me free from all my foes. The Lord set me free from all my foes. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast. The humble shall hear and be glad. The Lord send me free from all my foes. Glorify the Lord with me. Together let us praise his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me. From all my terrors he set me free. The Lord send me free from all my foes. Look towards him and be radiant. Let your faces not be abashed. This poor man called, the Lord heard him, and rescued him from all his distress. The Lord send me free from all my foes. The angel of the Lord is encamped around those who revere him to rescue them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is happy who seeks refuge in him. The Lord send me free from all my foes. A reading from the second letter to Timothy. My life is already being poured away as a libation, and the time has come for me to be gone. I have fought the good fight to the end. I have run the race to the finish. I have kept the faith. All there is to come is now the crown of righteousness reserved for me, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. The Lord stood by me and gave me power so that through me the whole message might be proclaimed for all the pagans to hear. And so I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from all evil attempts on me and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. You are Peter, the rock on which I will build my church. The gates of hell will not hold out against it. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he put this question to his disciples. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say he's John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he said, who do you say I am? Then Simon Peter spoke up. You are the Christ, he said, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man, because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. So... I now say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth 
shall be considered loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, Feast of the Apostles Peter and Paul. Um, you know, you'd almost think that they should be separate feast days, right? Like Peter's such a big figure and, and Paul, the great apostle to the Gentiles, you know, why smash them together and only have one feast day for the two of them? Um, well, it goes back to being Rome. Rome is the church that rests on the foundation of these two guys of Peter and Paul. They both died in the city of Rome. And so, you know, it turns into this one great big festival for both of them. So I'll focus a little on on Peter. Um, call me biased, but there you go. Anyway, the preacher of the papal household um, is a Capuchin priest by the name of Father Aniero Cantalamessa. And he gives a beautiful image concerning Peter's first profession of faith. He likens it to the wake of a ship. That as the ship passes through the water, it leaves a wake of ripples that stretch out to the horizon and lapse to the shores. And this wake begins at the bow and then ripples for miles. When Peter declares, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, it's the very first public act of faith in Jesus. And from that moment, when the bow of the ship pierces the water, this first act of faith was the beginning of a wake that has spread across the whole world. And in the light of this first act of faith, Simon, son of Jonah, is invested with a particular mission. He's Peter, Petros, the rock on which the church of God is built. Christ remains the cornerstone, but Peter, the first to publicly confess the truth about Christ, he'll have the task of providing the strong foundation that prevents the Christian community from cracking and from falling into disarray. Pope Benedict noted that at times the successes of Peter, the popes, that they've been stumbling blocks rather than foundation stones. But this calls always for renewed openness to God's action. In the midst of human weakness, the church is always called to greater faithfulness. And the promise of God's saving action on behalf of his people is clear. He says the gates of the underworld will not prevail against the church. This is more than just a promise that the church won't be conquered by evil. It's a promise that evil will not hold out against the attack of good. You see, I think we sometimes get that picture a little bit wrong. We hear those words, the gates of hell will not prevail against it, and sort of think, oh, well, the gates of heaven won't be broken by the attacks of evil. It's actually the exact other way round, says Jesus, the gates of hell will not prevail against the attack of good. Fancy that. The gates of the underworld will be smashed and the victory over evil will be made definitive. And here's the promise that God will continue to act within the church. So Peter's confession of faith is the first ripple that spreads out to the horizon. And we are in the wake of this great act of Peter's faith. His act of faith becomes the solid rock on which we can rest, since it's not flesh and blood that have revealed this to Peter, but the Heavenly Father. And so we're drawn into the wake of the confession of Peter, and we're on 
a sure foundation, resting secure that despite the weakness of humanity, the church has the promise of Christ, that all that opposes itself to God will ultimately be smashed, will ultimately be beaten and vanquished. But while we found... But while we ground ourselves on Peter's act of faith, his act of faith also needs to become our own. That Jesus turns to us and says, well, what about you? Who do you say that I am? And we're on a solid foundation when we agree with Peter, but it's a potent question. Who do, who do I say that he is? Who do, I, who do I believe he is? Who do I hold him to be? And there are many different opinions that are put forward about Jesus that, you know, are by and large approving. You know, he's broadly admired for peace and nonviolence, for promoting love and generosity to the poor. Many hold Jesus of Nazareth in similar esteem to Socrates or Confucius, Martin Luther King, Gandhi. Much the same way, Jesus, he seems to have been broadly admired by the crowds. He's John the Baptist, he's Elijah, he's Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Well, In his book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis makes the point that just a general approval of Jesus is in fact misguided. Each person needs to come to terms with the divinity of Christ. And there are loads of references in all four Gospels that speak about Jesus claiming to be God. He speaks about his divine right to forgive sins And, you know, in John's Gospel especially, he appropriates to himself the divine name, I am, and, you know, claimed to have existed before Abraham was ever born. A person can't ignore these claims and only look at the moral teachings and say, well, Jesus was was smart. No, says Lewis, you've got to choose and you've got three options. He's either a liar, a lunatic, or he's Lord. Listen to what Lewis says. He says, you must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Well, C.S. Lewis forces us to respond to Jesus' question, who do you say that I am? And we've got three options. He's either a liar and deceiving us about being God, or he's a lunatic, himself being deceived about being God, or he is in fact Lord. And so this divinity of Jesus is in fact the keystone. If it's removed, the whole building crumbles. The Son of Man is either the Son of God or he's not to be admired at all. And so Jesus looks his disciples in the eye and says, well, what about you? Who do you say that I am? But here's the thing. This isn't just about having the right opinion about who Jesus is. If Jesus is truly Lord, then he's my Lord. Like Simon Peter, I'm drawn into a relationship of love as I come to acknowledge that I owe him my having been created and I owe him my having been redeemed. I'm in debt to him, and each moment of my existence is given to me as a gift. And so acknowledging Jesus as Lord doesn't allow me to keep him at arm's length as if he were some distant ruler. If Jesus is truly God, 
then he's not merely a historical moral teacher about whom we can read today and, you know, who might have some kind of impact on my life if, if I'm interested. No, if he really is Lord, then he's my Lord, the one who gives me life and grace. And in the face of such love, I'm now called to respond. And so the answer to the question, who do you say that I am, is not simply one about having, you know, orthodox faith. It's a question that shapes my life. If I truly acknowledge him as Lord and God, then he's my Lord and my God. I must adore him. And my life becomes a response to his love for me. One last little humble request. It's the Feast of St. Peter. Say a prayer for me, would you? And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the The Father Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, 
know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.